Praise God. You may be seated this morning. Um, thank the worship team. We appreciate you for all that. And um, this morning, I just, I just want to thank all the team that made this possible. We appreciate you. Why don't we give them a clap for setting all this up for us and coming early. And I know there's snow cones and sandwiches and things set up for us after the service, but we just really appreciate you doing that. And I want to give a special shout out to um, a few people that have really helped out. I just want to thank my mom and my dad, Pastor Danny and Sister Barbara Casas. Just for your love and your support, I want to thank you so much. I want to thank Pastor uh, Ruben Sandoval uh, Sr. and Sister Josie. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, just their prayers, their support. And also want to thank my brother-in-law, Roy. Roy and Priscilla coming all the way down from uh, Madeira last night and just being such an encouragement to us. But praise God. I don't want to keep you too long tonight, today, but I want, I want to go to a verse that's really come alive this, to, me, to, to me this last week. And um, we all know, especially when you grow up in church, you heard all the verses, but this chapter has really become so alive to me, and I just want to share with you briefly, and then we'll go ahead and, and pray and get on with our Sunday, all right? But um, book of Psalms, chapter 23, the Bible says this in the book of Psalms, chapter 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Everyone say, you are with me. Amen. Okay, so then it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why don't we go in and pray? Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your strength. And right now, Lord, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise for all you've done in our life, Lord. And I pray today, Lord, it would be a time, Lord, we thank you for your presence that's here, that's ministering even before we got here. It was already ministering to many people. And right now, I pray, Lord, that your name would be highly exalted and magnified. And we'll be sure to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. Let us be, Lord, let us be edified today. Let fear vanish, Lord, and let your, your faith, God, faith, Lord, just increase in all of our hearts and minds. We bind the devil in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, amen and amen. How many are thankful for what Jesus is doing in our life? We serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome, awesome God. And right now, you know what? He, he, his word is coming alive to many of us in a way that we've never seen or noticed inside of our life. And as I'm reading this psalm, it's just, it just coming out to me. And one of the things I love, it says, he uh, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. How many of us know the Lord leads us? He leads us in our life. He'll guide us through his Holy Spirit. He'll strengthen us. Isn't that so exciting that he'll never uh, abandon us? That's exciting. You know, you think about uh, uh, things in our life that can take place, but the good news today is that when you're trusting in Jesus with all of your heart, you don't have to worry about him abandoning us in our worst time, in our worst moment. He will always be by our side. It goes on to say, he restores my soul. Everyone say, he restores my soul. What that means is that God gives us the strength, God gives us the grace to make it through any battle, any valley that we're going through. He will restore us, he'll give us joy, amen. 
There's joy in the presence of the Lord, supernatural joy that comes over our lives. And you know, 2020 has been a year where, you know, a lot of things have happened, but the good news is this, is that he still restores, he still restores our joy every single morning. And I know, how many of you know the mercies of the Lord are new every morning? Every single morning, God will restore his mercy over our life. He'll give us the grace for any battle, any temptation, any trial, because we serve an awesome Savior. He's with us. He restores our soul. Then it goes on to say, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. He leads us into righteousness for his namesake that you and I can honor his name and, and be those men and women, those young adults that he's called us to be in our homes, in our colleges, wherever we go. God has called us to live lives of righteousness. And you know what? The good news is he gives us the grace to do it. He's not going to make us do it on our own strength. God gives us the grace to do it. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, God's going to give you the grace to do it. Then it goes to say, though I walk through the shadow of death, one version says the darkest place, the darkest place. Have you ever been in a dark place? Some of you are raising your hand right now because right now you're facing a dark place. The darkest place, he says, the psalmist says, I'll be in the darkest place. The darkest place. And what is that? Maybe you're in that place right now. You're in a dark place where you don't know what the next hour holds or the next day holds. You don't know what next week holds. Maybe you got a bad doctor's report or maybe you heard some bad news, just discouraging news. He goes, the darkest place. Dark places, dark places, but he goes this, I will fear no evil. Even in the darkest place, you and I don't have to fear no evil because we have a God that will never leave us nor forsake us. The Bible says that he will be with us in our darkest moment. In our darkest moment, that's when he becomes the strongest. In our darkest moment, that's when his word comes alive like never before. In our darkest moment, that's when Jesus invades our lives and he, his word. And as we trust him, he begins to give us strength and his grace and his power that's sufficient for us in our darkest places. He goes on to say this, the end of the psalm. He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And right now I want Joseph, Salsi, and Michael Carlin to come up here right now. Come up here to the stage. Let's give them a clap as they come up here. They did a great job in worship. And Michael, you're going to represent God's goodness. All right? <laughs> and Joseph, you're going to represent God's mercy. And how many of you have ever been walking in your life and you feel like you don't have God behind you, but you're trusting him, you're going forward for him. But I want to tell you, if you're trusting God and you're trusting Jesus, goodness and mercy will always follow you. So now what I want you guys to do, your goodness and your mercy, and I want you to follow me. No, I want Brandon to come up here. Brandon, if you could come up here. Let's give Brandon a clap as he comes up here. Brandon, he represents us, okay? He represents us through the battle. And wherever Brandon goes, I want Brandon to walk around here, but I want you guys to be right behind him, okay? You guys understand that? So Brandon, I want you to take a walk around here, and I want you guys to be right in step, right behind him. This is the way goodness and mercy work in our life. They're always behind us. 
They're always behind us. When you feel like you're, you're, you're alone, goodness is right there. Mercy is right there. Walking right behind what you're going through. You may feel alone, but goodness and mercy is right there with you in the midst of your battle. Goodness and mercy will never leave you nor forsake you. When you honor God, goodness and mercy will be right there through the midst of the storm, through the midst of the trial, through the midst of the heartache, through the midst of what ifs. God's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, goodness. Thank you, mercy. Let's give him a clap today. When you're driving all by yourself, I want to tell you, you got goodness and mercy in the car with you. When you're at work all alone and you're in your break room and you're not laughing at the dirty jokes and you're not laughing, you're not conforming to this world, you have goodness and mercy with you. He says something, the psalmist says something, David says something, he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Guess what, people? The temple wasn't even built yet. But he says a declaration, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And what that meant was David saying, I will dwell in worship. I will dwell in praise. I will dwell with my brothers in the Lord. I will dwell with my sisters in the Lord forever and ever and ever. It's not a building. That's the church. You are the church. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. Man, I'm loving this feel of the outdoor services. <laughs> Praise the Lord. As the worship team makes their way up here today. Goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's some things we don't have to fear. I want to talk about a couple of things we don't have to fear. If you have your Bible, go to Deuteronomy. Chapter 3. In verse 22. The Bible says, you must not fear them for the Lord himself fights for you. And what God was saying to the children of Israel right there is, you don't have to fear anything. I'm going to be the one who fights for you. I'm going to be the one who fights in your corner. So one thing you don't ever want to fear is you never want to fear man. We're not supposed to fear man. You think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in a dark, hostile environment. But they said, Nebuchadnezzar... We're going to honor God. There's going to be times and moments in your life where the fear of man is going to try to grip your heart and discourage you and to paralyze you. But the fear of man, God has not called us to fear man. He's called us to honor men. He's called us to respect men, but he's never called us to fear man at all. Another thing we can't fear is the future. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow because sufficient for the day are the worries thereof. We don't have to fear the future. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I have for you, declares the Lord thy God, thoughts to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. That's God's plans for our life. Turn to your neighbor and say, God got a plan for you. No, say it like you mean it. Say, God got a plan for you. The thoughts that he thinks to, towards us are of good and not of evil. Thoughts to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope in the future. That's what happens when we trust in Jesus alone. He blesses our life. He gives us purpose. He sanctifies our hearts and our minds. There's something unique and powerful that takes place. Another thing you don't have to fear is you don't have to fear failure. Failure. When you trust in the Lord, you never fail. You can say, well, Pastor Danny, can you explain that? Yes, let me explain. A lot of times, failure in man's eyes is not failure in God's eyes. Let me say that one more time. A lot of times, failure in man's eyes is not failure in God's eyes. For example, Daniel, the book of Daniel. There was three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They lost their positions for what? For not bowing down to an idol. They lost their positions. They lost their livelihood. They were thrown into a furnace. But in that furnace, let me, get, let me say something. Before they got to that furnace, all of Babylon, they thought they were failures. They thought they were traitors. They thought these men, they're going to die. Nebuchadnezzar is going to take care of these guys. That's what happens. But these men were thrown into the fire. As they were thrown into the fire, can I be transparent with you this morning? When you're thrown into the fire, but you're trusting God, you're not alone. You're never alone. He will never leave you alone. But in that fire, they were looking at the fire. They're looking at the, the three men in the fire, and Nebuchadnezzar's trying to get a report. What's going on? Are they dead? Are they, are they destroyed? And all of a sudden, his, his attendant comes back to him and says, oh, man, I need to tell you something, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, they're not dead. They're, they're still in there praising the Lord. But there's not three of them this time. Now there's four. There's four of them, and one of them looks like the Son of Man. You know who's in them at that storm. I know who's in, with, in there. It was Jesus. In your darkest moment, in the hardest moment. You have. You have all that you need. You have all that you need. All that we need is him. And in that moment, they came out. They didn't even smell like fire. They didn't even smell like, you know, flames. They came out. And Nebuchadnezzar's like, oh, dang, I can't stop this. You can't stop God. You cannot stop the hand of God, the move of God. None of us can stop it. And God was given all the glory and all the honor and all the praise and all the worship. And he was magnified on that day. He was worshiped on that day. 
He was worshiped on that day. And maybe today you're in the fire. I want to say you're not alone. Maybe you got a bad doctor's report. You're not alone. Maybe you got some bad news about a family member. You're not alone. Maybe someone you love is in a bad situation. Your prayers, they're not alone. They're not alone. You're touching heaven. Today in this place, everyone raise your hands in this place. We're going to pray right now against the spirit of fear. Right now in the mind. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship God. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. If we could all stand in this place, let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, Shando. Bobo, Shede. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this prayer and then we'll let the worship team go. Lord, right now, all throughout this park, that you would strengthen hearts. You would strengthen marriages. You would strengthen singles. You would strengthen the young adults, the children, families, whatever they're facing. Let them know, as you say in the book of John, chapter 14, let our hearts not be troubled. Trust in you. Let us trust in you, God, that you're going to see us through, that you're with us, God, and we love you. Lord, we bless your holy name. And all of God's people said, let's sing it out today.